From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, August 4th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. It was four years ago today that a gunman opened fire in a popular nightlife district in Dayton. Tracy Townsend reports. The shooting happened in the Oregon district near the entrance of a bar called Ned Peppers. Police shot and killed the gunman right there at the scene. Nine victims ranging in age from 22 to 57 lost their lives. The youngest was the gunman's sister, Megan Betts. 17 other people were injured. Today, leaders in Dayton unveil a new design for a memorial honoring the shooting victims. The completed memorial is going to be located in the plaza near the scene of that shooting. 24-year-old Connor Betts from the Dayton suburb of Bellbrook was the shooter who was killed by police. A Franklin County grand jury has indicted a former Columbus police officer who fatally shot a 22-year-old man while serving a warrant nearly a year ago. Ricky Anderson, who was a 30-year veteran with the Columbus Division of Police, was charged with murder and reckless homicide and the death one year ago of Donovan Lewis. Officers were at the scene to arrest Lewis on multiple warrants, including domestic violence and assault. Police body cam footage showed Anderson opening a bedroom door in an apartment and immediately shooting Lewis, who was in bed and appeared to be holding a vape pen before he was shot. No weapon was found. Anderson retired in March from the police department in bad standing because of the ongoing criminal and administrative investigation. The special election is Tuesday, and some counties around Ohio need poll workers. In central Ohio, Licking County Board of Elections Director Brian Mead says they have just enough to get by with 382 workers, but could use dozens more. They're paying them more for this election. We did increase it a little bit for this election because it's an oddity. It's, it's one when we don't normally have elections. We pay roughly $175. It's a long day. It's that, that personal pride in, in doing something for your community. Polls are open Tuesday from 7.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. After falling a few hundred signatures short in their statewide petition drive, recreational marijuana is a step closer to being on the ballot this November after supporters gathered more signatures during the 10-day extra period allotted to complete the process. Andrew Kinsey has more with Tom Heron from the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol. Marijuana advocates submitted 10 times the amount of required signatures to the Secretary of State's office to pose that question to voters. Now it's up to the County Board of Elections offices to validate those signatures. Opponents of the measure say legalizing marijuana would be a public health risk. Advocates disagree. You know, it is a public health risk is to have a vibrant, illicit market free from any regulation where people selling marijuana products don't have to test them. If the initiative makes the November ballot, a simple majority vote is required for it to pass. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Six months after the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, a former resident is working to get a federal disaster declaration for the city. Lydia Aspara reports. Jamie Wallace was there and recalls that night well. She has since moved away from there and has helped form Unity Council for the East Palestine train derailment. Wallace has a law degree, a master's in public administration. Unity Council just came back from Capitol Hill. Our major focus is getting President Biden 
to sign off on the declaration that our governor signed. We've been suffering. We've been left at the hands of Norfolk Southern. Libya Spara in East Palestine. Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw was in East Palestine yesterday, the six-month anniversary of the derailment. But he says he's been to the city nearly every week since the derailment, checking in on the cleanup and talking to people in the community. Really proud of our response so far. We've moved 80,000 tons of soil off-site, over 26 million gallons of water. We've committed over $64 million into the community, and there's more work to be done. Shaw says he met with more than a dozen people from the business community there yesterday. Ohioans have spent billions of dollars on sports betting this year. Here's ONN's Eric Brown. Data from the Ohio Lottery shows Ohioans have wagered $4 billion since it became legal in the state back in January. Experts say that number could reach nearly $8 billion by the end of the year. However, the state could also be losing money when it comes to betting kiosks at sports bars. Data shows the Ohio Lottery collected just $140,000 of revenue so far. That's half a million dollars shy of what it costs to run the lottery's sports gaming division. Eric Brown, ONN News. In northeast Ohio, a 23-year-old man was killed and another person injured in a shooting and subsequent crash early last night on I-77. Austin Love has more. Witnesses tell us that a passenger in a pickup truck heading south on 77 fired several shots at a Lincoln SUV. The driver of that Lincoln was shot several times, leading to the driver to swerve into the northbound lanes, colliding with a Mercedes. The driver of both the Lincoln and Mercedes were rushed to the hospital. The uh, Lincoln driver died. As for those in the pickup truck who fired those shots, they have not been identified yet and are wanted. The incident happened in Green, a few miles north of the Akron-Canton Regional Airport. The semi-truck driver carrying an oversized load on I-75 that struck an overpass during the wintertime in Rossford, just south of Toledo, will be sentenced next month. Jeff Smith has more. Lavoris Ruth pleaded no contest to three charges. According to Perrysburg Municipal Court documents, he was driving without a license and did not even have a permit for having a large load when he struck the overpass. He also failed to stop before reaching the overpass. Rebuilding that bridge is going to cost more than $5 million. Temporary repairs have allowed one lane to be open on the bridge until it's replaced. Ohio's sales tax holiday for back-to-school shopping is today through Sunday, which means discounts on clothes priced at $75 or less and school supplies or instructional materials costing 20 bucks or less. The National Retail Federation says Americans will spend more than $41 billion on back-to-school shopping this year. Medicine delivered by drone? It could happen, according to Ohio Health, based in Columbus. It's partnering with Zipline, the world's largest autonomous delivery service, to deliver prescriptions directly to patients' homes and to move lab samples and supplies between Ohio Health facilities. Joshua Dritz is the Senior Director of Logistics and Sterile Processing with Ohio Health. This allows us to deliver to the patients and between our hospitals up to seven times faster than traditional vehicle-based transportation. It's at a lower cost, and it's a 97% fewer emissions, which is a bonus on top of everything else. Ohio Health is targeting 2025 for establishing an initial network they say would be capable of reaching nearly 2 million people in the Columbus area with drone delivery. 
One of the most beloved giraffes at Cleveland Metro Park's zoo has passed away. Here's ONN's Angela Ann. The zoo announced yesterday on his Facebook page that Jasmine, who had been part of the giraffe herd in Cleveland since her birth in 2005, has died. She was 17 years old. The zoo says she had a rapid decline in physical health and mobility over the past few weeks and will be missed by all. Angela Ann, ONA News. The Cleveland Browns beat the New York Jets in the Pro Football Hall of Fame game in Canton last night, 21-16. to No regular season starters played in the game. There was a 20-minute delay between the third and fourth quarters when a bank of lights went out on one side of the stadium. Nine former NFL players will be inducted into the Hall of Fame tomorrow, including now-deceased Cincinnati cornerback Ken Riley and Cleveland Browns offensive tackle Joe Thomas. This is the final weekend for the Ohio State Fair. There are also about a dozen county fairs going on around the state this weekend. And in southeast Ohio, the second annual Bigfoot Festival is taking place through tomorrow in Logan. Special thanks to our television affiliates, WKYC in Cleveland, WTOL in Toledo, and WBNS in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.